0: welcome to our fifth episode of L-Files. Today we are meeting on the lands of the Wurundjeri people who we pay our respects to their elders, present, past and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. Now that first song, um, actually no, before we talk about our first song, who have we got here with us today, Pete?
1: Uh, Let's introduce our guests. Um, We've got Liam McGorry, ex-Olympian aka and the fabulous Ketchianelle. Um, who is featured on their latest single, Lie Like You. Um, They'll be joining us for this episode. And Liam, you had a little bit to say about Plantasia, Mort Garson there. What do you think about that?
2: Oh, one of my favorites, to be honest. Uh, Thanks for having us, by the way. Great to have you.
1: um, Welcome, welcome. No, thank you both. Uh, (laughs) It's
2: great to be here. No, um, I guess, you know, working in a record store for 10 years, then you uh, kind of definitely get very familiar with some of the... uh, well, all of the bits, really. Yeah, you and see some
1: weird shit. Yeah, very much.
2: But, uh, yeah, More Garson, Plantasia, great record. Love yeah. it. Fantastic. I've seen
0: him described as an unsung electric hero. Yeah, true, true. Did When did you become familiar with this stuff? It's um, very bizarre.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I guess just um, look in the record store, you're looking for new, new stuff to listen to all the time because, I guess, there's so many hours to work there and, yeah, it's great to hear different sounds from all over the world and particularly totally. uh, being a bit of a synth uh, buff myself and um, yeah, it's just great to hear so so many different sounds and particularly in the one record it's a pretty eclectic sort of sound.
1: Yeah, Mort's a bit of a wild man. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing a bit of a deep dive on this one. This music is intended not to be listened to by people but plants. It's for plants.
2: Yeah, it's amazing that right up in, in the in the in the album it's it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. You couldn't even buy it. You, it came free with pot plants in LA in like the 70s. Really? And mattresses.
0: That. Yeah, mattress or a, or a pot plant. Yeah, you Mort had a deal with
1: record? Sears. They were selling his album with mattresses.
0: Ketchy, are you playing music to your plants? No, but uh, you two
3: introduced me to this just a couple of days ago and I've been listening to it nonstop. So I think my plants are reaping the benefits of like the music that you have introduced me to because it there's something about it that just puts me at ease I don't it's know. very
0: yeah. nice i yeah. bet you sing to your plants though uh i do yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do
1: you sing to them
3: just whatever's on my mind show tunes you
1: know show
3: tunes well actually last year you know how um spotify does your like capsules your year um, it's it like basically it said that I was into indie uh soul but it also said that I'd listened to Wicked the Musical 53 times during lockdown um so I probably have been singing that at my plant to are unable to run away from me for most of 2020.
1: That's the great thing about plants you know the, the ultimate captive audience. <laughs> <laughs>
3: definitely
0: captive <laughs> they can't uproot and run should we listen to your song both of you Excellent, yeah let's listen to lie like
1: youth and then we'll grill them <laughs> <laughs> i uh-huh. Um, just for the benefit of those of you listening, Ketchy was actually lip-syncing <laughs> to her own song here live on stage at Lulee Tavern.
3: Just practising for
0: those stadium shows. <laughs> <Yeah. okay? laughs> Which are coming, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yes.
1: Sometime in the future. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you cut this album and dropped it pretty much in the middle of COVID. Yeah. And I guess you haven't toured it at all.
2: No, no. Yeah, you're right, Pete. It's um, been a bit uh, strange that way. A um, bit weird to kind of put something out and just like kind of let it sit there and that sort of thing. But fully. yeah, it's, you know, uh, there is a show coming. Uh, we will be playing live. So
1: Oh, tell us more. Oh, it, uh, Spill the tea.
2: <laughs> it's uh, coming in... Uh, the middle of the year, so okay, Ooh, cool. It's announced oh soon, so
1: yeah, She's very juicy. <laughs> Will
0: Catchy be there? Uh,
2: yes, Catchy. Uh, I think I did
1: ask you. Uh, I haven't returned the uh, email yet. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding.
0: Of course, uh, lock it in. Fantastic. <laughs>
1: Which brings me to my next question. You guys were in Sasquatch together for close to a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I think it was a decade. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Released a bunch of albums. Took over the world. You did it all. <laughs> And then you decided to to bring it to an end, and I want to know why.
2: <laughs> you want to know. Yeah, why. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna go with a big question. What happened? It's uh, a, oh, it,
2: it's a good question. Like I think you know uh, <laughs> when you're involved with something for quite a long time, there is a bit of an expiry date on things and that sort of stuff. Like you, you start know, start to
1: feel a bit limited by it.
2: Well, not so, not so much limited, but I guess um, you know you know people pretty well, and you know we had a pretty very lucky run in doing things together and making music and touring the world and that sort of thing. And so I guess uh, at that point, it's kind of like a, you know, let's, uh, you know, explore other options and that sort of thing. (laughs) Explore other options.
4: That's like
3: the best breakup. It's like, I just want to
2: explore (laughs) other (laughs) 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 other
3: options. I think like one of the other things as well, like Liam and I have known each other. I've known Liam since I was 18, Mm. like first year uni and... Sasquatch has been around for 10 years, so we've been... uh, Nine people have been linked to each other for a decade... ...and haven't been able to make a choice about their own lives... ...without consulting eight other people for 10 years. Like that's our... Like for the most part, that's the whole band's 20s. And I think it came to a stage... Like we are saying, we've had these really amazing careers... ...but it was also time to kind of explore... ...the next kind of chapter for everyone and...
2: ...kind of find out who we are as well individually and that sort of thing. Definitely. I mean, you know.
3: Like I cannot tell you how many flights that <laughs> I missed... ...because I wasn't used to a manager booking it for me... ...or telling <laughs> me when I had to arrive in that first year. But it was also... Um, it was also about leaving the band as and having those friendships still. Yeah. And I think... ...it's really hard, especially as you're getting older... ...and and your idea of what you want to do as a musician evolves and changes... ...but you're also connected to this ten-year legacy of being in a band. And and so, yeah, the band came to an end because everyone was also... ...had all these ideas that they kind of kept in their back pocket and didn't really want to explore because Sasquatch was the main thing. Like we literally at the start of every year would choose a day, block it out for every week of that year and that would be our rehearsal day for the year (laughs) and you had like no excuse for double booking it or anything. Um, So I think for a lot of us it was like uh, giving us the space to explore all the other passions that we all individually have and that's definitely been the result. Well, yeah, I definitely. know how much has
0: changed in my life since I first saw you guys play at Soul Bar on the Sunshine Coast oh in God. like 2012, 11, 12. <laughs> so I can imagine that would that's a that's a long time. Was but that
2: the, the new Soul Bar or the old Soul Bar? Was it
0: the was the old Soul Bar, oh, I think. Old old, old Soul. Sunshine Coast represent yeah, to everyone also. in the bar right now. I think everyone's <laughs> in <Yeah. laughs> from the Sun,
1: except yeah, for one There are a lot person. of Queenslanders in here right now. Yes. Well, we actually we Strong recorded Queensland our second continue.
3: our second album and my most favourite album in Queensland. Ooh. So we are linked to yeah. Queensland more than people think. Oh, yeah. Queenslanders
2: is everywhere! Strong <laughs> Queensland connection. There we go. Can Can
0: you guys um, before we move on tell us a, a highlight of the of the of the ten years in Sasquatch?
2: Oh, lots lots to uh, draw on. Uh, a lot of low lights as well. But um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but uh, I'd say. <laughs> I'd say definitely drawing from what Ketchy's is saying, just a friendship and that sort of thing, like to still be hanging out with uh, Ketchy across the table here. It's a very special sort of feeling. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, also still making music and that sort of thing as well. So, like, you know, it's lots of great highlights. You know, Glastonbury, that was fun, that sort of thing. Glastonbury, like, wow. Yeah, that was cool.
3: I think I've got kind of two highlights. One of them is, like, happy and one of them is kind of bittersweet. But... The first one is um, my mum introduced me to Earth, Wind, and Fire, and a lot of the soul music that I grew up on, and we were able to support Earth, and Wind, Earth Wind, and Fire, and so I introduced my mum to the literal band, wow, and that was whole cool. Circle. But I was also trying to get them to adopt me, so I was like, "Here's my mum, she can sign any paper." Here's my
0: ex mum. Yes, yeah.
3: <laughs> but also like for me, this is a bittersweet highlight. But um, when we played the last four shows for Sasquatch. And had everyone come back, and just realizing that, I mean, we went to we went to VCA and studied music, but like a lot of the people that came before us didn't really like they weren't in a band that that was literally that big and full of that many people, and doing well. I know it probably sounds about to say, I probably shouldn't say this anyway, um, <laughs> but to come back um, and have everyone who has ever been in the band do the farewell to this. ...kind of juggernaut of a thing it was amazing to just realise... ...that we used to just practise in a friend's garage... ...and just hope people liked us. That was <laughs> it. And to come back after ten years and just realise... ...how much we'd become ingrained in the music industry... ...and and where we'd all gone since then... ...and these stages that we'd stood on... Yeah. ...after having this really small idea of just wanting people to have fun... ...and to make good music... I think that really hit me on our last few shows and just how much we have grown. Like I used to hate public speaking and now you can't shut me up. Look at it. What happened? But there was so much. Like we did so much growing and like touch wood it doesn't happen but if like any of us get alzheimer's and have to live through our 20s like again in our minds it's going to be a fucking awesome time (laughs) hell yeah man yeah (laughs) Yeah. i was
1: at that last um john Curtin show and it was just magic you know there was like this reverence in the air and also this electricity i I, i've never probably seen a more emotional show yeah it was
0: four in a row Four
3: in a row. Four in a row. It's pretty funny. I mean, I'm not sure how much of it we can tell you about the behind the scenes (laughs) thing. Oh my goodness. But there was a like, who do you think will spew first? (laughs) Everyone spewed by the end. But um, (laughs) yes. There was a lot of uh, drunken hugs and I love yous thrown about. But it was really beautiful just to see these kids who really loved music and um, people who were affected by music helped them get through a lot of life still doing it as adults and doing it really well and and having that support system that is the audience that we were so lucky to have that liked what we did. Mm. It's really weird,
2: like, to think that... It's so nice as well. Like, you know, it's such an amazing, like, to hear yourself be at the uh, Soul Bar back in 2012. It's like, I remember
0: when I moved down here and... you were working at Old Lulee across the road yeah. and Ketchy, Ketchy's behind the bar and I was like, oh my God, that's that girl that I saw on the stage. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, you, you really, yeah, it was what a time, what a time. Sasquatch, yeah. rest in peace. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to head on to another local band who will hopefully go off and do amazing, as amazing things as Sasquatch did, um, which I was lucky enough to see play last Friday. This is Hail by Bitch Diesel.
1: the almighty bitch diesel would hail now asia you were at their launch last friday night the hottest ticket in town
0: hottest ticket sold out like straight away i think that was maybe their first gig post covid Um, they played with imperial leather who played here on this stage we're sitting on a week or two ago which was really cool and also a really cool band i have never heard of before the night called Sound Exec, who I, weirdly I saw the lead singer on my way here today, <laughs> um, but looked them up, Sound Exec, they're really cool, I might have to get them in at some point. But back to Bitch Diesel, oh, my gosh, amazing. Like they've really grown their awesome, badass bitches, obviously, three girls. Um, yeah, Ruby and, and Phoebe, who's a local at Kelso's, the sandwich shop down the road, just plugging Kelso's all the time. Loves, she gets extra bacon because we love her. <laughs> Shout out Phoebe. She'll be on the stage also when we can get a hold of her. Um, but seriously, amazing. She was rocking a tutu and her Gucci flame heels. They were selling um, underwear as part of their merch. Like it was really a ride. Have you have either of you are you aware of Bitch Diesel at all? Yeah, love
2: yeah. Bitch Diesel. Great band.
3: Yeah. I actually uh live on the same street as I think two of the band members. But yeah, really love what they do and they're just super cool. Very they cool. don't like they Give zero fucks. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but
0: I probably have already no, multiple swear. times. It's but explicit. I just like that
3: they're like super punk and just picked up instruments and were like, let's start a band and just yeah. went from there. Yeah. And solid. you can tell
0: they've grown a lot and they, there was lots of weird like sounds coming out of the pedals and I don't know the technical side of it, but there was a lot going on. It was it was really awesome. Lots of stage presence that I think they're going to do big things. Yeah, quite a
1: theatrical show. Very theatrical.
3: I think, like, a lot of people that I spoke to this week as well said that they felt like they had watched the show vicariously just through... It felt like all of Melbourne was at that gig.
0: I think they were. (laughs) Except (laughs) for you. Yeah. (laughs) You you three. Just at
3: home knitting in our knit circle. We have a knit group. No, but I just... I felt like they had... They really... Their stage presence was clearly so strong because so many people were just enamoured and the images that came out from on social media were so dynamic and just... Something that I think we've been craving and haven't really seen in a long time is like really strong, like defined stage presence and really rocking music.
0: It was so good. And there was build up, I think, as well, because it was their first, I think, their first show out of COVID. But also it was sit down, which I'm not sure if anyone's been to a sit down show yet, but that was weird. From all, all the Instagram stories,
1: cool. I just wouldn't have known that. It yeah. looked like a raucous gig. So yeah, catchy.
0: totally. No, I was going
3: to say the only sit-down gigs I've been to are for more quieter musicians. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm. To be honest with you, I'm holding out because I don't
0: – Well, I didn't think we had to do sit-down gigs in Victoria. I thought we kind of skipped it. But I think they that the new Brunswick Ballroom, which was amazing, they've redone – I think it was the Spotted Mallard.
2: That's it. Yeah, yeah,
0: which I never got to go to, unfortunately, which has a lot of history, I think. But the, it's amazing up mm. there, the sound the lights everything it was beautiful but we were all it was like it sold out and each table had four seats but people had come in couples. So there was like, oh God. yeah, it was a bit of, it was a bit like Tetris. But other than that, it was so amazing. I
3: it's keep seeing this time as well, like if um, as if we're in the movie casino or something like the old school, like go out at night, sit at a table, <laughs> watch a live act. I feel like that's kind of coming back because like going out is not is a novelty thing. Yeah, whereas I think cabaret, be- man. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's like our version of cabaret. Um, and I think like people are coming back to going out with that excitement, whereas before it was just like
0: we could, expected it
3: yeah like you I I literally would walk out my door with no plans and just walk down the street knowing that I'd see live music I think I, I literally got introduced to smooch by walking down the street band member um, in the crowd love it <laughs> um and bumping into you on the street the next thing I knew I was watching their band and I now have their t-shirt and I'm a big fan so that's kind of like that was Melbourne pre-covid now it's um, book your table, have a candlelit dinner. And we're, getting
0: <laughs> and back, yeah. we're, cl- we're getting close to being back. I think we're getting close. Yeah, we're
1: on the edge of glory, as Gaga would say. <laughs> <laughs> and if someone knows about going out on the town, it's Lady Gaga. Pete's favorite for sure. musician. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah.
0: What have we got coming up next, so Pete? I have no idea who Saint Vincent is, and you're going to tell us. Saint Vincent
1: is the the lady. She's probably the coolest human being on the planet right now, and this is her next single, her latest single, I should say. It's called "Pay Your Way in Pain." Lay it on me.
5: Check my check in the man, looked at my face, said we don't have a record Oh no, you thought we had forgotten The show is only getting started The road is feeling like a pile. Sit down, stand up, head down, hands up and-
1: daddy's home um this uh i read a st vincent interview she was talking about how you know one of the emotional cornerstones for this upcoming album was her dad getting released from prison and i thought oh what did he do did he murder someone did he run someone over but he uh was engaging in a multi-million dollar stock manipulation scheme. Ooh.
0: Ooh. White collar crime. Very
1: juicy. Yeah.
0: It definitely had something to do with Dogecoins. coins <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, there you have it. That's the T on St. Vincent's dad.
0: Wow, that was awesome. Um, so you have the
1: dubiously named Seaman Dan for us up next to Asia. Yes. Tell us a bit about that. All
0: right. So um, Seaman Dan, what a legend, um, started recording music in his 70s. Well, he released his first album in his 70s. Local man from, to- well, local Australian man from the Torres Strait Islands. Um, let's listen to it. This is T.I. Blues by Seaman Dan you. Okay.
6: Queensland, I've been to New South Wales. I've been to Queensland, I've been to New South Wales. Makes no difference where I go, I get those old TI blues. I've been to Adelaide, I've been to Darwin too. And doesn't thrill me, even Perth gives me the blues. I'm going back to T.I., back to the place where I belong. Ain't no dragons gonna get me, as long as I have you. Don't need no fancy clothes, wherever you may go. Folks will always greet you with a smile and say hello, I'm going back to T.I., back to the place where I belong, ain't no dragons gonna get me as long as I have you. 2002 Canberra doesn't throw me Even Perth gives me the blues I'm going back to TI Back to the place where I belong
4: Ain't
6: no dragons gonna get me As long as I have you Don't need no fancy clothes Wherever you may go Will always greet you with a smile And say hello And go back to T.I. Back to the place where I belong Ain't no dragons gonna get me As long as I have you Blues Stay away from me From me Don't know why You never let me be
0: It's SCA, Sea. We had man. to clarify. He actually got his name um, because he was a pearl shell diver Whoa. and a boat skipper. That's so, a tough job. Yeah. yeah, he did it all before he started making music in his seventies.
1: lived many different lives. He drove a taxi for some time. He I believe. He drove a
0: taxi. Mineral did.
1: prospector. I've got here. Wow. He did
0: it all. And then he won a heap of awards, which I, I can't tell you exactly what they were, but he really killed it in his later life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he only died this year, actually, I think, or at the very end of last year. Um, so another rest in peace to Seaman Dan, but what a legend.
2: Just going to um, add a, a rest in peace there for Pierre Baroni, uh, <laughs> fantastic yeah, DJ and friend.
0: Yes, yeah. another legend Northern as well. Legend. I've seen a lot of love outpouring for him yeah. in the most in the in yeah the recent days. Yeah, yeah. a lot of man. influential Melbourne Knights talking about how powerful he was. Yeah, he was very much
3: in the middle of the Melbourne soul scene and and the soul scene that came out of Cherry Bar, which was huge. I was about to say in the '90s, like <laughs> we played then, Whoa. but huge. It went for he um, runs Soul in the Basement for th- 13 years, and it was the longest-running soul night.
5: In the world,
2: in the world, yeah, Yeah. wow, yeah, Yeah, what a legend, uh, yeah, absolute legend, soul educator, and uh, fantastic photographer as well. He took a lot of famous uh, shots. You would know, like um, the charcoal lane Archie Roach cover. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, fantastic. Wow, beautiful man as well. Yeah, Yeah. rest in peace,
1: Pierre. Rest in
0: peace, ballet. Um, Well, we've got another a funny another funny name. (laughs) Yeah. Go on, Pete. (laughs)
1: These guys are an all female band from LA. Um, They're called Fanny, but Fanny doesn't mean that in America. It just means butt. So (laughs) it's not that bad, but this is a, a ripper of a tune. These guys are so cool. It's called Ain't That Peculiar.
0: head a little bit <laughs> um who can you tell us anything else about fanny or do we have to figure it out ourselves
1: oh i've got a great quote about fanny um, from david bowie actually his bowie says they were extraordinary they wrote everything they played like motherfuckers they were just colossal and wonderful and nobody's ever mentioned them oh. They're one of those great lost bands until they came out did. around the 70s <laughs> when women didn't really expect, I mean, people didn't really expect female rock bands to kind of do much and they turned that on its ear and they were trailblazers for the industry. They would really be inspirations to bands like the Bangles and the Runaways. Yeah, Fanny. Fanny. Go Fanny. That's a oh, Myovin' Gay cover, by the way.
0: Oh, Love it. That's sick. Um, I'm just going to go back to Ex-Olympian. So I brought up that ex-Olympian was coming in, <laughs> the ex-Olympian, um, and they said, oh, what sport did they play? <laughs> so tell us, where, what sport did you play? <laughs>
2: um, oh, neither, none. Um, just uh, named from the uh, sign on the corner of Borsari's Corner in Carlton. I don't know if Ooh. you've seen that bike shop the, for the ex-Olympic uh, champion. Oh, the, the bike shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go
0: cool that's it
2: yeah it's a good sign I know which one you're
0: talking about (laughs) yeah
2: yeah it's beautiful beautiful (laughs) corner
0: um so we're going to jump into a strange one um this is Phil Cordell who uh, I don't even know how this is like a lockdown find that definitely my boyfriend Mikel probably found shout out to Mikel um it's uh, he's kind of a bit undiscovered he he played or he he assisted Tucky Buzzard a little bit with some of his albums. Um, not much else is known, but he's created some really amazing music. And this is my number one favourite, Red Lady.
7: Blowing, filling my eyes with hair. It's crazy, but I'm knowing that you don't really care. I can't think what's making this feeling be. Sure ain't the tea that's inside of me, and now you've started singing, but, lady, you're just fine. Chitty hair, there you stand Just finding a pretty face Not a care, down in your summer place And now you've started singing
0: Phil Cordell's Red Lady, Um, Phil, he had a few um, aliases. He wrote music and produced it under Springwater and Dan the Banjo Man, he brought out a couple of hits. He then went and created a band with some others called Tuesday's Children um, but ended up going solo in 69 and called his single Pumping the Water. But the B-side is Red Lady, what what we just heard, and that's kind of what was more well-known, supposedly he he actually ended up being... Um, it, sorry, his solo stuff came out in the UK and made it to top five and he made it to number one in Switzerland in the yes. early 70s. So he did kind of make it a little bit. but In n- Switzerland. In Switzerland. He's not really a household name um, and maybe he should be. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a great single, loved it.
0: Yeah, it's really cool.
1: It's got a cool sound to it. Yeah,
0: and he did it all on his own. I think he sounds like maybe he was a bit of a recluse, like hung out a lot on his own and and figured out how to make good music.
3: Do you think that's why it appealed to you so much during
0: last oh, year? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything as productive as Phil Cordell in <laughs> lockdown. Well, we started a podcast, Pete, yeah. actually. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, that's pretty productive. That's pretty productive. <laughs> Very productive. This is the
1: fruits of our labour, you know. Yeah. It's true. Um, not that popular in Switzerland either.
0: This podcast, not yet. Yeah. Not oh, yet. Oh. oh, I'll be sending the press to release to the to the the, the Swiss tomorrow. <laughs> um, okay, so last episode um, we talked about our well, we talked about the pleasure seekers, who Susie Quattro's first band with her sisters. Who then went on to create music that I much prefer. It's a bit heavier, but it's a it's very exciting, and we should probably listen to it because I promised it. Um, this is Living Machine by Cradle. Gira- out which i didn't know something else about them but jerry nolan was the only of a male member of the band who went on to um be with new york dolls and johnny thunders and the heartbreakers
1: oh, punk royalty yeah
0: so that's where he began with an with a all gal band into De- detroit
1: that's very cool i was looking up living machine and um i forgot to put in like band or like <laughs> You know, any kind of like search terms that would indicate I was after music of any kind. <laughs> and a living machine is like this kind of sewage that is like, it's like a sewage system that is made out of plants. It kind of like breaks down the waste. Um,
3: is this like a like, rainforest kind of thing where it's the living machine, the compost of the rainforest? Yeah, like, it's yeah. It's like mushrooms.
1: Totally, man. Like it's kind of based on on nature. It's. it's
3: I thought you were gonna go with um, the Mona machine that does a poo. That's that's
1: where I thought you were going. The shit
0: machine. I thought we were gonna start talking about sex robots or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you kept it clean, Pete. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, first time for everything, catchy. Uh, Let's move on to another one of my favorite subjects: the great Tina Turner. We've got one tune left. We're gonna close it out on good old Tina. This one came out in 84 from a smash hit Private Dancer album. It's a cover of Ann Peebles' um, 1973 hit. I love like And that song. Um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Tina Turner because I love her.
0: Tell us, Peter.
1: Um Tina grew up in Nutbush, Tennessee, hence Nut- the oh, name of the song.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, her mother see left limits. her abusive yeah. father when she was 11 and he remarried and sent Tina and her sisters off to live with her grandmother. This sounds like a fairy tale at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, Tina grows up with her grandparents. She goes to see Ike Turner and the Kings of Rhythm playing in a club and is so impressed, she grabs the drummer's microphone during the intermission and starts cool. singing B.B. King's You Know I Love You, wowing the crowd and gaining herself an invitation to the band.
0: Lucky she was good. That seems like a ballsy move. Yeah, I know. Yeah. If yeah. someone did
1: that at a Sasquatch <laughs> show, they get kicked in the head, man.
0: They
3: literally <laughs> Well, actually, on our last gig, someone came up, because I was crying um, but this girl <laughs> in the crowd came up to give me a hug and she hit the bottom of the microphone stand and it whacked me like in the mouth oh, so no. she thought that my crying had gotten even more intense but I was holding my face being like what the fuck I'm going to <laughs> go out with this band with only one front tooth
1: wow. that will be my
3: last memory of Saskatchewan
1: oh my god
4: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it wasn't I have all my all my natural teeth <laughs> winning smile right yeah. there
1: um, so then she, uh, she hooks up with Ike. They fall in love and Ike gives her a new name. Before that, she was called um, Anna Mae Bullock. And now he's like, you're Tina. And I'm going to give you my last name, basically, because I own you and Ike's a pig. But we'll get to that later. And um, they, they start being Ike and Tina Turner um Tina becomes quite a star quite quickly and Ike starts to get kind of weird about it jealous yeah a bit jealous they keep having hit after hit you know river deep mountain high Nutbush city limits proud Mary that kind of thing and before we know it Ike's become very resentful and controlling beating her viciously verbally abusing her at every turn Um, And she becomes a sort of a shell of a woman. Um, After a particularly vicious physical episode, Tina files for divorce.
0: Yeah, girl. Yeah,
1: kicks him to the curb, which is, if you've seen the movie with Angela Bassett, what's love got to do with it? Yeah. A very powerful scene.
3: Taking things back to 1993. Yeah. I think it's also a really important time. Like, I know that we had International Women's Day this month, but in I think in the States it's International Women's Month. And I think um, realising that domestic violence can happen through so many different uh, levels of, like, life is really important. And also to see, like, a woman stand up for herself and to leave to leave a domestic violence situation is also yeah, a man. really powerful, I think, a really powerful symbol and not shying away from that story and what's love got to do with it. Wait, is that the name of the movie? That's it. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: I keep naming it after all her other songs. One Another interesting fact about that movie is Angela Bassett actually worked... For a, a year with Tina Turner's choreographer to be able to be fit enough to perform in that movie.
1: Yeah. And wow. If you look
3: at it, Angela Bassett is like, I've. It's the like she's fit in general, but she is at peak like athletic fitness. Um, but even that, with that, um, the choreographer said even after a year of training every single day for a solid year, no days off, that she still couldn't come close to the energy that Tina Turner puts yeah, out. Yeah,
1: she's explosive, you know. Yeah. She's
3: not messing around. And I think, like, that's another thing. Like, Ike, even though he – I think he instilled – even though, obviously – Um, He's not a good person but I think he had really strong drive. There's this idea of like strong drive to get out of the gutter, out of the ghetto of how black people were treated but obviously that control, that sense of control and ownership tips over into abuse.
1: Fully. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like grey there for sure. Yeah. Um, Ike's a great guitar player and a good businessman but he did not treat her well at all.
3: (laughs) But yeah. he did like. I think he made sure that they were rehearsed and were tight. Like he had that military precision. Band leader, you know. Yeah, but it didn't transfer well into any other part of his life.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I'll let you keep going because I'm also a teenager. No, t- no, t- t- no, that was that was very well insightful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, where was I? <laughs> oh yeah, so Tina and I, they're divorced. <laughs> they're done. She's kicked into the curb. Um, like
0: literally. Yeah. Oh. I need to um, watch the movie, obviously.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Watch the film. Okay. I was just talking to Liam about it, and he was—he said he had to turn it off at some point because it is a very confronting movie. Yeah. Yeah. So consider yourselves warned. And then Tina goes out on her own, plays a few shows, releases maybe one album, and it stalls. It doesn't it doesn't do great. So she's on game shows and stuff, and then she releases the ripper of an album, Private Dancer, and she is the hottest thing in the world.
3: She puts the power in power suits. Yeah,
1: she becomes the (laughs) Tina Turner that we know and adore today, becoming the undisputed queen of rock and roll. Um, If you go back to the start of her story, you know, straight from her, like, parents leaving her, like, she's been by herself her whole life.
3: I think unfortunately that's a recipe, recipe for great performers yeah. is that need for adoration she had to and be attention strong. and she got it through her fans and I think a lot of artists turn to the fans for the support that they didn't get anywhere else.
1: Yeah, and she had to reach probably into a really deep place in herself and find strength, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Tina. I'm getting a little bit emotional talking about it. <laughs> Pete,
3: don't you cry because I'm a sympathetic oh, crier no, and no, I
0: cannot no. deal. also I think you need to play the song.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been The L Files. Thank you, Liam and Ketchy, for Thank coming you. along. Thank, Thank you
0: so you. much
3: for having us. Yeah, yeah,
2: thanks. Thanks, everyone. And thanks, Luli. Oh, thank you. Yeah,
0: thank yeah. you, Lily. Thank you.
3: Remember, you can catch Ex Olympian in the middle of the year because they'll be touring live for the first time. A new fucking fire band out of Melbourne. Plug, plug,
0: plug,
1: and plug, 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 plug. Red Hot.
0: Yes. You
3: can just catch me around this neighborhood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody. I can't stand the ride.
7: Against my window,
5: bringing back sweet memories. I can't stand the ride right against my window, cause he ain't here with me. Hey, window pine, tell me, do you remember how sweet it used to be?